0: Struggling Well podcast is a conversation between Jimmy and Susie Callum. Jimmy and Susie are co-founders of the ministry Tandem Spirituality, whose purpose is to support the church through cultivating healthy relationships in order to impact the kingdom of God. To learn more, visit TandemSpirituality.com. Well, welcome back to another podcast of Struggling Well. And um, as you get this, um, we're about 19 days Something like that? 19 days
1: and counting and ticking away really quickly. And
0: ticking away really quickly. Until what? Until Until Christmas. Christmas. Exactly. Until Christmas. And so with this time of the year comes um, all kinds of cards with pictures Oh. Of families, we've oh.
1: already we started getting some the end of November. Yeah, we got them early this
0: year. Last year, it seemed like they came late. This year, it seems like they come early. Well,
1: we- I always judge how many friends we have left by how many cards we get, and the years that it's low, it's really sad. So y'all send cards whether you know us or not. Cards
0: with pictures. So then the question's gonna be, are we sending that one?
1: No, but yeah. do you remember how for so many years we got a card and a picture from a family we'd never met before? Yeah. For like five years they yeah. sent us. Who were they? Do you know? I don't I don't, I don't know either. either. I don't they either. sent us. But
0: there us. was I think that's back in the days when I pastored a local church. I guess. People felt obligated. I don't know. But you know, the interesting thing is um and, and also comes sometimes with the cards come Christmas letters. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about both are it's it's never presented like life really happens i mean tell me one card we've ever gotten where the kids are crying the husband and wife have had a fight and it's like no it's the perfect family on that card in oh, picture, and it's that it's great it's great we love the, the pictures. pictures we, we love
1: the letters also but
0: it's but it's also you know the letters is like can you imagine i just started thinking about this recently and um what what would it look like if the apostle paul had sent out a Christmas letter.
1: Oh, here it goes. Dear family and friends, we don't want you to be ignorant, brothers, of the affliction we experience in Asia, for we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will continue to to deliver us. And then he goes on to talk about how crushed they were. Where, where's that portion? Uh,
0: it's later in 2 in Corinthians.
1: So, I mean, what a happy little letter that would have been. Yeah,
0: I mean, but, you know, can you imagine if he had sent out a Christmas letter? He couldn't say, dear brothers and sisters across all of Asia, I'm doing great. Life's been good. Life's been special. But he gets down to the reality of his life. And again, maybe your year has been absolutely fantastic. I don't know. But but can you send something out? Because the reason why he says all those things is he said, so that you can pray for us. And And I think that there's a sense in which when we open ourselves up and become vulnerable to all that's going on in our lives and what God is doing, it does open up the opportunity for somebody to pray for us.
1: Right. And I think the important thing, if we go back to Paul, is he wanted them to know, that they were in such utter despair and feeling so perplexed about what was happening, what was happening to him, all the situations he was in. But it was all to point back to who God was and how God sustained him and rescued him. Not in the, I mean, they were shipwrecked. Boom. But that God was merciful and compassionate. And when I think about our Christmas letters, and I, I, again, we're, we're sort of tongue in cheek here, but um, what would it be like to have a Christmas letter that talked about some of the struggles that we were in the midst of, and, and yet the sentences would follow, but God, what God did. Um, not, not pouring praise on what we did, but on what God did. Yeah.
0: The, the other side of it, Susie, is that it, it points to Christ and points to God and what he does. But then the other part of it is, is it I think it opens us up to deeper and, and more real community which the Christian life is all about community. Um, in my opinion, um, it's it's the way that we read. We read the New Testament in particular in, in our Western context as individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, but the New Testament was written in the context of community, everywhere. So so we've somehow lost that sense of, I can let you into my life and into my world enough. not Not so that you have all the salacious details of something, but that you could join with me in, in the struggle that I have, as we point it back to Christ.
1: Why do you think it is that people veer away from that?
0: Well, I think I think our culture is a huge contributing factor to it. Is that we're we're a very individualistic culture, and we we either share, we either we either carry our burdens all to ourselves, which is typical, and if we share our the positives, it's really a lot of times to point things back to us. Look at how great I am. Look at how much I've done. Look at how much I've accomplished. And and so it's really directing praise back towards who I am um, as opposed to realizing that even when I see the successes in life or the positives in life, it really is what Christ has done.
1: Yeah. So I think this year as we are um, sending and receiving beautiful cards and letters and And making lots of preparations for, um, celebrating the birth of Christ. Um, I think it's also an important time for us to be, uh, authentic before Him. Um, I, I, my mind just quickly went to the, the actual birth of Christ and what Mary and Joseph had to go through to get a place to, to give birth. And it, it has all been so commercialized and beautified and, um, we know that where they were was nothing. It was just a cave with yeah. straw and there were animals. And what happens with animals is there's, they smell. And, um, yet we've made it to be this pristine scene. Mary and Joseph were feeling a lot of things. Um, they were young. I'm sure that Mary was scared. She was a teenage girl. And, and so as we look at the, the scene of Christmas and Jesus' birth, um i hope that we will be able to look beyond a scene into the actual heart of what was happening the very difficult parts which started when you know the angel came to mary and said you know you're going to bear the son of god and she she was just a kid and she said you know as as you have willed so it should be that's yeah. my translation yeah. uh, and then joseph got hit up with you know your fiance who you've not had any intimate relationship with, is going to have a baby. And all that came around that, all the honest fear and embarrassment and shame, and what do I do with this? and and But there's something so far um, more significant of what was happening. It wasn't just their emotions. It was that God was working in a very difficult scenario um, and asking these people, these young people in particular, to trust him.
0: Yeah, And so next week when we come back, we're going to look at that story as it's told in Scripture. Over the next couple of weeks, in fact, we're going to do that. And we're going to also look at a place where I think the Christmas story is told that we don't necessarily think it's told. So we'll welcome you back next week. Have a good day. Thanks for joining us. To learn more about the Struggling Well podcast, visit TandemSpirituality.com.